how could the Minnesota Wild do in the month of October to get their season started on the right foot? And do we have any concerns heading into the regular season? We find out that and more today on Locked on Wild. You're Locked on Wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's happening, everybody? Welcome into another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Wild your first listen every day, although as you have found out this week, uh, your second listen is probably also Locked on Wild as well. We are cruising through two-a-days, gearing up for the season because, let's be honest, the players are doing a lot to get themselves in shape for the regular season grind. So the guy running the daily podcast should probably do something as well just to get into conditioning shape for the regular season. And so two-a-days all week, our Thursday episodes uh, in full swing and uh, happy to have you along for the ride here for episode two for your Thursday. On today's episode of Lockdown Wild, we are going to take a look at the first month of the season. We'll plot out how the Wild could realistically do through their first eight games. We'll also take a look at if there's anything on the roster or any concerns that we have as the season gets started. So a lot to get to here today. Just a reminder as well, Lockdown Wild is free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. Seth Topol joined by the alternate captain for Lockdown Wild, Zach Zeman. And uh, Zach just chilling out here, uh, gearing up for the start of the season. How's it going, man? We're finally here. Finally <laughs> here. Like I, I feel like we've been saying this all offseason. It's just like we're almost there. We're almost there. But now hockey's on. I mean, we've had a couple nights of it now. It's unbelievable. You got several TVs in this room watching it. You know how it goes. But birds are flying high. You know how I feel. We're here. Today's a great night. You know, today's a great night. Wow, yeah, nice. Um, <laughs> no, we're ready. I'm so pumped. The Wild Play Friday. Today's currently, what in the, I don't even know, Thursday. Yeah, geez, now it's Thursday because it's midnight. But I'm excited. Time's flying by when you're having fun. What do you know about it? Nah, we're here. I, I'm just so pumped. It's just, it's just so relieving to watch hockey and like the Kraken and all that it's just it's so good we're finally here ESPN plus is killing it yeah it's just great we're finally here that's all I'm saying yeah I'd I'd like to I'd like to give a huge tip of the cap um to the cap that I'm currently wearing courtesy of the uh the 10,000 takes invitational golf tournament uh shout out fellas how's it going um TNT and ESPN have nailed it through the first uh, yeah. week of coverage. Um, the broadcast crew for the TNT broadcasts, the uh, I think they're calling it the NHL on TNT. I'm not exactly sure because I, I caught it like um, as it was already happening. Um, Liam McHugh as the studio host, A+. You've got the panel including Wayne Gretzky and Paul Bissonette. A plus. A plus. TNT does the smartest thing that they could do and take one of the most successful portions of the inside the NBA crew 
in Charles Barkley and incorporate him on the first night of their broadcasts. Genius. And they've done some things with the TV broadcast that are sensational too. That little circle in the zone that shows the remaining time in the power play. Brilliant. I love it. It's sensational. It is. I noticed they also on. I think the Blackhawks were on the penalty kill, and they had the three. It was like a five on three, and they had the three Hawks players um, connected by a triangle of, of lines from each other, and it just shows you the the you know how close those players are, and how like you know kind of how the penalty kill works to get new viewers into the game. For instance, you know, yeah, it's just it's the little things like that. I don't know if I'm too iffy or if I'm too excited with the. The power play time, I don't know. I feel like that's a super unpopular opinion. Uh, But, you know, I feel like if you're going to watch – I don't know. I just feel like the power play time is is a lot. Two minutes is a lot. It kind of feels like a shot clock, and you're kind of just like – it gets to the more of the shoot the thing, puck, shoot the puck, shoot the puck, you know. you know, it kind of just stresses you out looking at the clock on the ice. I don't know. Is that just me? I hope it's not just me. I, I'm I'm sure. I'm sure there are others yeah. that uh, that share that sentiment. Um, the, the other thing that I noticed, too, that really sets it apart from, like, and I pick on them a lot because, you know, I, I don't watch them because I just I don't find what they do very appealing is, like, the NFL on Fox. Their halftime, they do, like, a highlight of the games – and just really, really vaguely gloss over, like Vikings leading ten to three over the Detroit Lions at halftime. Uh, Jimmy, your thoughts? Well, you know, Kirk Cousins did all right. He uh, he had some good passes. He had some bad passes. But uh, for the Vikings to win this game, they're going to need to continue to run the ball and pass the ball. It's like, yeah, really. What are we getting out of this? Whereas, like the NHL crew. They were doing the whole, as you alluded to, like video breakdowns. Like they did one for Alex Ovechkin's first goal of the night where they were like, he's kind of camping out on the left side of the zone, just waiting. And then he takes off and they got like an arrow and then they show the pass across. Like that kind of stuff is interesting to me. And it brings way more of a nuance than simply saying like Kirk was good let's get back to the action. Like what's the point of even having yeah. a studio crew at that point? And another thing I've noticed with their broadcasts is uh, I'm just watching highlights on the other TV over here is that there's so many new camera angles almost. And there's always uh, what's it called? Like animations and transitions that are just so yep. pleasing. And it, it just, everything is smoothing. So, like, it's so smooth. And yeah. it really is a step up from NBC. I feel like it, you know, I've grown up my whole life watching NBC on NHL, and it's just like you, you just expect that. You know, that's just – but, like, the fact that ESPN is just, like, blowing it up and putting panels with Gretzky and all the guys on it, and it's just, like, not only talking about hockey, but, like, the best hockey player. Yep. Like, are you kidding me? It's, it, it really is a huge step, and I it, – it's way – way better than I could have ever imagined. So it's it's really nice. And the, I don't I love it. And the ESPN thing, like oh, it's just amazing. I, yeah. I could go on for days. I could go on for days. Um just for those who are Xbox users like me, I'm not sure about PlayStation, although um I did manage to snag my brother's PS4 since he got the new PS5. He's like, hey do you want a PS4? I'm like Yeah. What am I gonna say no? So I, I don't know. I'm anxious to see because theoretically then 
if it worked, I could go ESPN Plus off of two devices on two TVs. Um, ESPN Plus allows you to have up to four games at once, which is for, yeah, which is for any level of sports fan. Um, It's incredible. And so it just, it speaks to, I always felt like NBC felt like having the NHL was just kind of one of those things like, okay, another NHL season, but ESPN and TNT, it feels like they legitimately wanted them and rolled out the red carpet. And it just like, we we've spent a whole segment talking about it, but I just, I can't stop gushing about what we've seen so far. It's like, it's not a free, but it's a, it's a NHL red zone. You know, you like the fact that you can just turn on four games and not pay like an extra amount, like an extra charge. Yeah. Uh, you only just get ESPN plus you can get ESPN plus bundles everywhere. It's just so easy to get. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people have it, you know, just, I, and they're just, it's, it's amazing to see. They're just spreading the game and it's like, we're two days in and we've already seen just so many, I've seen way more games than I would have yep. already before, you know, with NBC, like it's just crazy. And all the wild games all through the month of October are on ESPN plus, like it couldn't get any better. It literally is so easy just to click a couple buttons and turn on a game. Now you don't have to go looking for channels and, and stuff yeah and streaming it's just so much easier it's on your phone it's on your computer go watch the wild you know it's yeah it's it's the best and so huge tip of the cap from uh locked on wild to what espn and tnt have done so far and uh, hopefully much more to be unveiled uh, as things go um i did see some people point out that the studio crew was a little choppy at points but you got to give those guys some time um, I think the personalities are all great. Just got to give them a little time to gel and learn the, like we, we talk about, you know, Charles Barkley, Ernie Johnson, Kenny Smith and Shaq. They've been doing that for years. years. So like they know the comedic timing and all of that to a T. Like once those guys get that down, that's going to be a sneaky, good studio crew. Gretzky's like Gretzky's got it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. It's literally day two and everyone's like, yeah. Oh, they don't have it. I mean, it takes, <laughs> it takes a long time to develop those relationships on the mic and off the mic where you guys can just literally chat about stuff like doc Emmerich used to do. I mean, yeah. Goodness. Like you, those business business for years. Like this is the second day for a lot of these guys, you know, and uh, as partners and it's just like, you gotta give them time. I totally believe it. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're hired for a reason. They're there for a reason. So I mean, as the as the season goes, so does ESPN. I, it yeah. only gets better. I mean, I'm just it's it's so finally, finally good to see, and and the NHL is finally going to be able to market and get the name out there, and hopefully a lot of wild fans will generate. So it'll be sweet. Yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be a great time. Obviously, we can't wait. So um, just just gonna be a blast. Uh, we will move to. Looking at the month of October, we want to kind of go through and see what the Wild realistically could do through the first eight games of the year. And so uh, that discussion continues next here on Locked on Wild. BetOnline.ag is back and better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back for another football season. And as always, BetOnline.ag is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. 
With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline.ag continues to be the number one source for everything football. So head to BetOnline.ag on your laptop or mobile device to sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Make sure to use the promo code LOCKEDON to receive that welcome bonus. From football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for the 2021 season. BetOnline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports. BetOnline.ag, where the game starts. Continuing today's episode of Locked on Wild, and again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen every day. Just a reminder, we are free and available wherever you listen to podcasts. All you got to do is just hit that search, Locked on Wild. Zach, let's look at the month of October for the Minnesota Wild. Eight games on the slate, and uh, to steal a phrase from uh, the immortal Paul Allen of the Minnesota Vikings, I don't see a loss. I'm, of course, <laughs> no. joking, but uh, it's it could be a really good start for this team. So let's just, let's just break it down kind of by uh, game by game here of what we've got to start. Yeah, uh, you know... Finally, we're out of the we're out of the like Western teams that we've all been playing last year. Psych, we're going back to California. <laughs> Psych, yeah, you're not you're not playing Central Division teams right away. But no, in Anaheim, back at the Honda Center, Staples Center. Uh, you know the Ducks won tonight, uh, so they look pretty good. I, the thing I've noticed out of the Ducks is like a lot of people are like, yeah, no, not not the team, not their year. But they, I mean, they like. Their penalty kill and power play is, was really good tonight. I took a couple stats on this. I just noticed that like two of their four power plays hit, uh, and they killed off all five penalty kills, um, at least from when I took the note, which was pretty interesting. Jeepers. You're like, a lot of people don't really expect the Ducks to do a lot of damage, but they look pretty good in game one. But like I said, it's the first game. We'll, we'll, we'll deep breath a little bit. Uh, Wild still haven't played yet. So I think the Wild – Look, you head back to these two teams that you played all of last year. You had winning records against both, and I don't see it changing in the first couple of games. Uh, the Wild have a full healthy, healthy roster, like almost oh, Matt, Matt Boldy, but you know what I mean. Um, it, it, this team is good. I'm not, not that nervous about the first couple of games here. I really do see, uh, well, speaking for the whole month of October at least, I see at least six six gimme wins. I mean – it, we proved it last year. I'm I'm keep going to keep going back to it, but you're playing these Western Conference teams um, for a little bit. I mean, Anaheim, Los Angeles, and you host Anaheim. Yeah. I mean, I think those are a lot of wins. But I would like to hear what you think. So I'll point to numbers because, if anything, this starts out in the Wild's favor because they're so used to the West Coast swing. Um, Kirill Kaprizov in eight career games against the Anaheim Ducks. Eight career points, one goal, seven assists. Uh, nine career points in eight games against the Los Angeles Kings with six goals and three assists. So 17 points in 16 games for Kirill Kaprizov against those first two teams. Um, yeah, honestly, I mean, yes, Anaheim looked better, but um, it was a very off night for uh, Connor Hellebuck. Um, who should he he should be better uh, than he uh, than he was? So uh, yeah, I would I would tend to give the edge 
to the Wild against Anaheim, against Las Vegas. I think in order to beat the uh, Winnipeg Jets, that's going to require like a two to one or one to nothing, that sort of a game, um, which the Wild are certainly capable of. And that'll be their home opener. So some extra juice will be flowing um, throughout the course of that game. So I think that's one as well. Honestly, the only two games that really concern me in the uh, the first little bit is, of course, Colorado on the road to finish off the month. Um, and then either Man. Vancouver or Winnipeg. I mean, yeah. Nashville, Nashville, let's be honest, they really got lucky last year, and they had just that ride of the lightning bolt basically the entire season. And it is real hard to do that two years in a row. So, yes, it's possible, but... Yeah, I mean, I really don't see a lot of hard games. No. You have... Yeah, I I like how you said Colorado. Obviously, we saw what Colorado did with the Blackhawks tonight. They're Colorado. I mean, they they are the cup favorites. Of course, they're going to be a tough game. But let's go back. Okay, so I think... Here's what we think. I think Talbot starts against Anaheim. I think yep. he rested against Los Angeles, put Kakinen in there because we Kakinen is good against the Kings. I feel like a lot of goalies can be fine against the Kings. Yes. But I think you need Talbot for Winnipeg. I agree. Winnipeg, you haven't played Winnipeg since like two years ago, and we know how like good they are against the Wild. They really do play well against us, like the Blues do. Um, and so it's I think I think if you start ta- or Talbot at home, it's our first home game, so that'll be great. Uh, the fans will get rowdy. I think it's going to be a great atmosphere. If if that if that like the Winnipeg game and the and the Colorado game are the only two games we're worried about, and one of them is a home opener, I think the Wild can legit get out of this month with two losses. Yeah, like everything goes well. Seriously, like we got to give this team some credit. They look great. The Wild have the puzzle pieces. A lot of teams don't have depth. The mm-hmm. Wild have depth. We've seen it and. Like this, the prospect pool here is amazing. You could pull a Addison if you need to. There's so many players you can swap in and out with no worries, and I really think the Wild can can make a way in this in this year. I really do, and that's like actually unbiased. Like it actually is because we we've just seen it. We've seen it. Yeah. all off season. This team can do stuff. It, it's just if you can, you know. Gosh. Right. It's it's all about doing it on the ice. Um. Here's what I would do for the goalie splits. I'm I'm right on par with you. I think you go I think you go Talbot to start the season, then Kakinen for the back end of the back to back. You go Talbot against Winnipeg on Tuesday. I would go Kakinen on Saturday against Anaheim, and then Talbot against Nashville on Sunday. So Talbot the back end of that back to back. And then you could Theoretically, go Talbot, Talbot, Talbot to finish off the month, or you could go Talbot, Kacken, and Talbot, um, and, and start Capo on the road at Seattle on that Thursday, the twenty eighth. But yep. uh, you got to have Talbot in net for Colorado. Colorado, I'd obviously. I'd like to see him in net for Nashville and Vancouver and Winnipeg too, because I think those are the I think those are the iffy games. Kakinen has enough of a track record against the uh, Pacific Division teams that you can give him those games early. And, you know, 
5-3 split in terms of starts to uh, to start off the month is pretty close to what I'd like to see this year. I think if we get 50 from Talbot and 30 from Kakinen, I think we're going to be in good shape. Yeah, the fact that the goalie tandem aspect of, of an NHL team is so crucial to have, and I feel like the Wild are, are going to utilize that to the yeah. best of their ability. Um, I actually do like Kakinen against Seattle. I feel like I feel like he can make something work. Kakinen's got to prove himself a little bit, and I think he can against these teams in the first month. I think the Wild would be off to a great start. Oh, geez, where do I find Wood? Well, you know what I mean. <laughs> I, I really do think they're going to be fine. The yeah. goalie tandem is there. It's just it's just putting the goalies in the right spot, and I think we I think we hammered it home there. I, I like that. Yeah, yeah. I um I'm no GM, but. Uh... I play one on Twitter Um, because honestly, you know, the other thing too with Seattle offensively, they are not expected to be strong in that area. And so that takes a little pressure off of Capo. If you indeed start him in that, uh, in that game, although Kraken didn't look half bad once they kind of got over the initial nerves of playing in the nut house. That is uh, the Vegas home arena. What an atmosphere, man. And they showed it with, like, what, 50% capacity against the first couple of games against the Wild in yep. the first round of the playoffs last year. But, my goodness, they're still going yeah. hard. That's like a circus in there every pregame. Yeah. It's crazy. You know it's well, bad. You know it's bad when the play-by-play guys are, like, yelling because it's <laughs> impacting them. Yeah, that place is yeah. a circus, but in a good way. Yeah. We like the chaos. Yeah, we're there. We it's are. Nice. What do you expect? We are locked on chaos, I guess. So just total rebrand. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. Let's get like let's get like purple and pink on these on these like these lights up here, and yeah. we'll be good. Locked just on chaos. Locked on NHL season chaos. I like it. Um, <laughs> tell you what, let's finish up today with just some general concerns, things that we aren't sure about heading into the season. Uh, as this is kind of uh, one of our final tune-ups before the season actually gets underway. So uh, we will do that. Lots more to chat with Zach Zeman about on today's episode of Locked on Wild after this. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning, like is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? I have no idea. And why wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Plus, you can save money with Rock Auto and time. Why choose to spend up to 30, 50, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or car dealership? RockAuto.com is a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and RockAuto.com's prices are reliably low for every customer. So head to RockAuto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure to write Lockdown in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. All at rockauto.com. Final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wild. Again, thank you for making Locked on Wild your first listen every day. And in the case of two-a-days week, your second listen as well. Seth Topol hanging out with Zach Zeman. And Zach, 
final concerns. This is the final dress rehearsal before the real thing. Friday's game counts. And so not a bad idea to just rehash some of the things that we maybe aren't super settled about heading into the season. And so um, I know one of the ones that I'm real curious to see play out is that third defensive pairing. I mean, it could be fine, but it also could be a bit of a problem for the Wild. I have really no idea what to expect. Um, what do you think? Do we do we see a little something from those uh, those guys, or is Kalen Addison going to be up here sooner than later to try to help plug that? I would love to give it a couple games or so. I think we really need to see, you know, when these games matter, like, hey, you're going into a regular season game. Let's let's show up. Uh, I think the, these these guys have something to prove. Addison is there. Addison's on the call. He's like the on-deck circle right now. Yeah. I mean, easy. you could just easily pull players and put them in. You, you know how it goes. Um, I'd say we got to give it a couple of days. Have to see how the mojo's feeling and how – each pairing kind of like relates with one another. I think we've seen that enough preseason, but you know what I mean? I, just when the games matter, um, see how much they really click with each other. Let's give it a couple games. Let's see yeah. what happens and we'll come back to it. But yeah, that is also what I'm pretty nervous about is the defensive side. I mean, we see what Dean Everson and Billy G have put this team back on the, you know, the offensive side more than, uh, you know, they usually were in the defense. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be fine. I think we'll be fine, but we'll get there. Yeah, it's it's all a matter of I'm not asking for these guys to like have standout performances because I think that was one of the things that really was most endearing about that third line is that you know we didn't need them to go out there and go nuts. We just needed them to do what they needed to do without you know without even really having to call their name, honestly. It was a situation where the less we heard their names on the ice, the better they were doing. And so mm-hmm. if uh, if Kulikov and John Merrill, or if it's Jordy Ben, if those three can play at a level to where we just simply don't hear their names all that often, we'll be fine. But, uh, yeah, that's that's one of the areas I have concerns. The other is the third line and Kevin Fiala is going to have to be patient because I have no idea what to expect here. You've got Fiala. You've got probably Freddie Goudreau, maybe Victor Rask, maybe Rem Pitlick. I, I, I don't know. What, what do you do? What do you do with a line with one of your better players in which the other two spots are complete wild cards heading into the season? I have no idea. No, I, I don't know what you do with that. I'm not a GM. You know, I just it, – it's just it's just going to happen. Like, we saw what Kirill and Rask were like last year. You're going to have that. You're going to have to have that almost. If if you're going to make the lines they are right now, you're going to have to deal with those, you know, those players who don't – you know, are on different levels. That's just how – that's just how it works. And it's all about just managing that. Yeah. And I think, I think the Wild are so, like – I don't know, elusive. I don't know. I don't even know what I'm saying here. But I, <laughs> <laughs> whoops, sorry. I'm still learning. I'm still in college. No I'm kidding. That happens. But I think I think you can still swap players normally than any, yeah. than a lot of other teams can. There's still area for movement. These players are never just 
you are a line line one guarantee you don't move here like the a lot of these players i feel like are movable mm-hmm. and i think that's the greatest thing about this team is that you don't necessarily have to pencil in and mark down your lines you there's so much room for for changes and i think i think they're just going to be fine we yeah. just need to see a couple games you know what i mean yes and then you work from there I, it, it'll take time like I said, the first couple games don't matter. Every team is in this position where you're like, well, let's throw out our – here's our opening day roster. Like, have you ever seen an opening day roster the same as the, the final? You know what I mean? You know, no. you know, like, obviously not. You know, it's it's all about, you know, like, just give it time. Yeah. I think the Wild are okay right now, and I think the roster looks fine. We saw – obviously, they want to bring Rem Pitlick in here. So, we'll see what he does, and it, it's going to be fine. I think there's room – for movement and that's the best thing that a franchise can have yep yeah you're you played into this without us discussing it prior perfectly yeah. into what i was going to finish the episode with which was we can't panic if we have what happened to the chicago blackhawks where you lose a game four to two you give up three goals in the first 10 minutes of the game and people are like oh my god this is a disaster flurry is trash like look what look what happened to Connor Hellebuck. He gave up four goals. Do you think the uh, do you think Winnipeg is going to you know hit the panic button and uh, jettison all the escape pods? No, we cannot within the first handful of games go to the reactionary side of things where it's like. This has to change. This has to change. This has to change. This has to change. Because as you said, so many of these parts are interchangeable to where maybe Dean Evason tries Kevin Fiala on the same line as Kirill Kaprizov. Maybe we get the bottom six completely shuffled around. Maybe the second line ends up changing a little bit. Dean Evason has the keys. Bill Guerin trusts him fully. I trust them both fully. And so we just have to let the first couple of games of the season play out and see how it goes. Yeah, I'm raw where I that train till I die. I'm all for it. But, and it kind of goes both ways. I just want to add on to that. It kind of goes both ways. Like, you know that uh, Mason McTavish guy who scored for uh, the Ducks says 18 years old, 250, like 256 days. He's like 18 Jeez. years, 256 days. Like, even if you score that goal – like you could easily get moved out too. Like it goes both right. ways. You yep. can have really successful players in the first game. Like Jari played well. Jari is like for the Penguins. We're talking about the Pittsburgh Penguins. You know, like Trist- Tristan Jari. Like, dude, a lot of people don't really like, you know, support him almost. You know, so it's like he can. You know, people have good and bad games. It's yep. game one. You're good. It's gonna be fine. Mark Andre Fleury is a top tier goaltender. It just is hard to play behind the Blackhawks' defensive core. It's, it just is. That's just how it's going to go. Yeah. And, and it's you just got to give it more time. Wait till you go home in the United Center for a little bit, and then we'll see what happens. You know what I mean? Yes. Relax. Relax. 100%. The final theme of this episode, at the end of the day, let's not panic after the first couple of games of the season because as we alluded to, this wild team could very easily be 6-2 and two through the month of October. And, you know, I, I kind of went through and looked at the months of the season by opponent winning percentage from last year. 
October gives them a good chance to get off to a good start. November's going to be a little bit tricky, but um, they're, the, ro- the winning percentage of teams that they're going to play at home from last year is a cakewalk. So mm-hmm. let the season yeah. play out. Wild yeah. could very easily be 6-2 and two at the end of October. If catastrophic things happen to start the year or we see that after the first week, two weeks, month, then yes, we will dissect. And, of course, we'll dissect everything um, from every angle uh, along the way as well. But the overall arcing theme of Lockdown Wild through this season is going to be don't panic. We're going to be fine. This team's going to make the playoffs. It's a good roster. And so we just get to sit back and enjoy the ride. Bingo. And that's I, it. You hit it home right there. Yeah. That's it. Cut it. That's, <laughs> yeah, that, that is, that is exactly where we're going to cut it for today. So yeah, thank you for listening to now episode eight of the week. Um, another full day of two a days. We've got, uh, we got some good stuff to finish off the week too. Don't worry. So uh, make sure that you are following locked on wild, wherever you listen to podcasts. Now that your first and second listens of the day are done. And again, we thank you for making Lockdown Wild your first choice of the day. Head over to Lockdown NHL. Games are in progress. Uh, when you're listening to this, games have already happened. Games will happen. Best place to get a recap of everything going on throughout the NHL is the Lockdown NHL podcast. So make sure to make that your second listen of the day. Make sure to follow Lockdown Wild and the craziness that's about to ensue everywhere on our social media channels, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, make sure to follow the YouTube channel. Got a lot of great content coming there as well. Basically, if you search Locked on Wild and you see an option to follow or subscribe, do it because we are going to keep you as up-to-date as possible on everything going on with the Minnesota Wild all season long with content and features, social media, blitzes, you name it, we've got it. And you can find new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Podcast Network.